listeners, and welcome to Spiritual Successor, a comedy video game design podcast where we take your lovely video game ideas and turn them into the next triple A video game titles. I have no depth perception right now, and I think I just bumped my mic a bunch. Uh, hey, Jay, how are you? Introduce yourself. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. How did you hit your mic a bunch? Like, okay, so, you have no depth perception. Sure, sure, sure. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bite on that. What do you mean you hit your mic a bunch? So, like, okay. You okay. should have your hands by your side. We are podcasting. Maybe they're in your lap. I'll give you maybe they're like on the table. But the only way that you bump into your mic with no depth perception is if you're over there like shadow boxing while you talk. I like. Do you talk I, with your hands while we podcast? I don't talk. Oh well, I didn't. I, I didn't bump my mic with my hands. If that's what you're insinuating, I may have bumped it with my face. Um. <laughs> um. So uh, a little thing happened. Uh, yesterday, you and I talked about it. AJ, I filled you in on it. Um, those who are longtime listeners of Spiritual Suck may uh, remember half my face turned off on me for about a month and a half. I couldn't use the right side of my face, and it's kind of coming back. Um, so what I have to do right now is, uh, AJ, I'm blindfolded. Um, okay. I I have no sight right now because I have to wear a mask that covers my face. And it applies heat to my face. So I'm, like, doing this podcast blindfolded. And, and, you know, initially, I thought that was going to be a problem. I thought, like, okay, am I going to get distracted or whatever? But then I thought about it. I'm like, AJ, what if, like, a daredevil sense kicks in? Where, like, I'm blindfolded, but, like, every other sense of mine just suddenly is heightened. And, like, I'm funnier. I got more game design energy in me. I'm just, like, I'm, fe- I'm like, more in tune with what's going on. So I'm one. I'm, okay, I'm, yeah. You, you're <laughs> proposing the idea that by blindfolding yourself, you are more at, in tune with the universe, and I've, you will be able to podcast better. Either that, or my face is pointed the wrong direction of the mic. So my audio could be. Re- <laughs> I might have a heightened sense of no, like. See, talking, this is bo- then- these are both incredible <laughs> possibilities because what you are also admitting right now is that you, Blake Ray, the second you have a blindfold on, much like a baby have no spatial like consistency in your brain no you're proposing that you might be pointing (laughs) in the wrong direction just because you have a blindfold on you have zero spatial awareness no i have i have no spatial awareness like i can only go off of like the sights and smells of not the sights the smells and noises of my room to kind of get a feeling of where i am okay i just bumped the mic again again to turn you into the podcasting daredevil the podcasting daredevil Um, those, those who are new to the podcast, we take your lovely ideas from the internet, from email. We haven't gotten an email in a while. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit, I, I think some people have forgotten No, that, that is because of our own negligence, because we don't check the email. Like, we could have gotten one. What are you talking one, about? But... I check the, I check the email before every recording, just in case, like, some super, some fucking superstar game designer is like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna no, give them an Blake, official email. you and email. I are both super negligent about the email, so that, and, like, that's what I love, is that we're both super negligent about it, so that I don't feel... Because, like, I would feel bad if it was just me, but because it's both of us, no, I feel it's, much no, it's, better it about is, it. It is just you who does not check the email. <laughs> bet you don't no, even... I'm pretty sure. I bet you don't I bet you don't even check our YouTube comments either. That's also an official channel where you can send game submissions. It, that one's not an official channel, but I do check it, oddly enough. Then that's an official channel. If you check that more than the other official channel of emailing. No, 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 then, no, 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 because that's not for submissions. That's just for little cookie comments it, no, for me. I, I, I feel like I've used submissions. Okay, I, okay, this is, I gotta, I gotta lift one side of this mask. All right, so I'm Kakashi now using the Sharingan, which may. Fuck yeah. May even, wow, wow. You don't realize how sensitive your eye is until it's been like blindfolded for a solid 10 minutes. Um, AJ, <laughs> we should we should get to some game design. All right, yeah, let's do some game design. All right, you want to give? The, let me. I'm incapacitated right now, so can you give like maybe all of the submissions this week? Because you know, I I gotta protect my face. You know, I gotta I gotta make sure the healing is going well. Um, no, that's <laughs> true, and like I should be like an accommodating co-host, but. You're Fuck not. no. You're on this show. You're going to do half the work. That's how it works around here. Uh, AJ, I've pulled my weight for 100 episodes. Can I just be lazy one, one fucking time? Actually, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. If we're talking about people being lazy, I want to I wanna put you on blast for a little bit. So if you, AJ and I, we're like real sharp every Sunday morning. He and I going to record the podcast 10, 10 to 1030. I text him and he's like, 
hey, I'm ready. I'm ready. I, I text him to let him know, hey, I'm ready at 10 o'clock. Let's 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 jump in. Let's do this. Like, OK, 15 minutes. I just woke up. Then 15 minutes later pass and I call him and he's like, hey, man, I'm playing Sekiro right now. I'm like, AJ, did you, <laughs> AJ, did you just lie to me? Did you just tell me like you just woke up and it turns out you've been playing Sekiro for the past two hours this morning? That isn't what happened. I did take a shower, but then I messaged you that, you know what it was, was I messaged you that I was ready, and you took more than two minutes to respond, and I thought to myself, well, that's probably long enough for me to take on a Sekiro boss. So... <laughs> and did you make any progress? Was this was this a good use of your time? I've gotten his attack patterns down. This uh... boss, next time I play, this boss's ass is grass. <laughs> Okay. All right, AJ, uh give it give us the first submission. Kick kick it off. Of course. Let me kick this bad boy off. This okay. comes from Blue Bowser Stan account. This comes from Blue Bowser Stan account at Koopa Kirby. Dead by Daylight, but instead of survival horror and iconic slashers, it's physical comedy and players have mundane tasks to complete and one player that plays as an iconic char- comedy character. Like Mr. Bean, Chaplin's Tramp, The Mask, Inspector Clisseau, Pee Wee Herman, etc. So, um, something just fell off my desk and I have no way of knowing what it is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just gone forever. Okay, um, going, going off the submission. Okay, so how does that work? Is it... I, th- what I what I'm getting from that is that it's the comedy person is trying to do comedic shit to make the other people laugh, and that incapacitates them. But what are they trying to do? Like in Dead by Daylight, they're trying to. I think to it's start- less of them trying to like make them laugh and more of an objective oriented. They're trying to ruin everything. Think less murder and less player characters being put out of the game, mm-hmm. and more of the infuriation. Of losing an objective to Pee Wee Herman talking to a sock puppet over there. I okay. think that's what he does. I haven't seen Pee Wee Herman. Could you try, is one way of looking at this, like, um, Untitled Goose Game? Like, the comedy person is doing all the little objective-based bullshit that the goose is, but then you just have other people trying yes, to destroy and then those other objectives? Pe- well, the, the other players are trying to do things like make a sandwich cook lasagna um fix their car and the comedy character is gonna come over and they're like oops i turned the car on while you were working on it and Mm -hmm. now there's gas all in here and you're gonna have to walk outside and cough and you're all covered in smoke and ash and it's very funny and no one got hurt hmm i don't i mean like i don't necessarily know the game and it's like I'll be honest, like, I don't know if that sounds like a fun game. Like, I, it's like, okay, so, so one okay, person's, you, like, doing... Maybe we're coming at it from the yeah. wrong angle. Can mm-hmm. you think of any, like, odd man out comedy movies that you might you might want to possess the body of? Maybe you want to be the titular character, Bob, from the hit film, What About Bob? Perhaps you do want to play as I've The never, Mask, I've never the heard of titular that character of The oh, Mask. Oh, The Mask! I've heard of that one, at least. Okay. Um, perhaps you do want to play as Pee Wee Herman, the titular character from Pee Wee Herman. Or perhaps you even want to play as the spy, whose name I forget, that was the character in the spy movie where he's like a loser spy. I want to say it's Johnny English, but that's all, that is right, but also not the one I'm reaching for. Are you talking about Steve Carell in Get Smart? I am thinking about Steve Carell from Get Smart. Thank you, Blake, for being in my brainscape. So yeah, we're, we're, we're thinking like, actually, you know what? Hold on. What if we did a spy game where you played as a Johnny English get smart Steve Carell type person? And like people are trying to fuck up your investigation along the way. Like I'm trying to figure out where does the verses come into this? Because like what mm. what immediate. OK, but no, you're on to, you're on to something here. So I forget what game it was. I think it was Perfect Dark. But like I, I know we've talked about it before where like what you there's a two player mode where you can actually go through the campaign of the entire game while one person plays the main character and the other person plays all of the mini bosses they take along uh, that they have to fight along the way, which is so fucking Yeah, like Left 4 Dead. Yeah, it's a, that's a really fun concept. So what if we did a thing similar to that where this is a two player game where one person is like the investigator and has to do a bunch of little objectives in the area, but the other person 
who is not highlighted on the main character's map. So like they could be impersonating <laughs> a bunch of different people are fucking up their investigation along the way. And I guess what I'm trying to figure out is like how much does the sabot we have the spy and the saboteur. So okay, so you have the main character and they're a spy and they're given a laundry list of items that they need to do. So like let's use um there's that one game Spyfall or whatever where like they uh, your one person's a sniper and the other and the other player is the one like in the party trying to do all their little activities it's kind of like that but the uh the player who's the sniper is also among that crowd and they don't know which character which character model each other is so they kind of just have to blend into the pathways of the ai that are taking place around the party just to kind yeah, of like I, avoid I one think that this game would be similar to that except i think that the the clown character the saboteur mm -hmm. the johnny english mm -hmm. the steve carell Mm -hmm. um could you i think that they don't have any idea what the spy is trying to do they mm -hmm. just know they're trying to mess everything up everything up everything that's possible they're trying to mess up they mm -hmm. are the goose in the goose game mm -hmm. well you know what would be kind of funny too if we played it to the opposite what if like everything that the spy was trying to do because if we're doing this from the angle of they're a like a comedy spy like what's the common thing among that they're always inept they never really get the thing done right so what if you can build a game around completing your tasks but the the tasks you, you always somewhat fail at them so it's like yeah you got the statue but then you fucking dropped it in front of everybody or you made some sort of like a fiasco in front of everybody and i'm trying to figure out if like you are rewarded for doing something like that um, or the saboteur is trying to get you to fall into things like that. So, like, the spy is, like, totally straight edge, just, like, s Mr. Serious spy. And then you have the saboteur, which is about just making them look like a fucking idiot or a goofball. So, like, let's just use an example. So, this spy is here at this party because they're trying to get this statue that has, like, you know, very, uh... The Mal it's Maltese got crystal eyeballs. Fal yeah. Well, the, the, the is it Maltese Falcon? Yeah, it, where there's, like, microfish in it that's, you know, has, like, secrets to the Nazis in it or something. And the other person swaps that out, so the film that's in it is, like, I don't know, like, just summer vacation pics or something. It's just, like, it's, like, mm -hmm. showing the spy, like, on a drunk vacation. Um, and trying to figure out, like, okay, then it becomes this kind of cat and mouse game of, like, the spy going, the spy and the saboteur are going for the, the same statue. The spy is actually trying reasons. to steal the statue. The mm -hmm. saboteur is trying to modify the statue. Yes. So the spy can get their objective done and they'll get points, but then they're like, awesome, I got the statue. Oh, no, it's this guy in his underpants for 12 hours. Mm -hmm. And then and as... The, and the could you Could you do a game, too, where it's just, like... <laughs> you and I were talking about Sekiro before we were recording, right? And I wonder if we could just hardcore lean into the homoerotic like rival situation. So it's like this is a game about two two characters that are like opposing forces, but as the game goes on, like they become more and more aware of each other. And like that's just the story of the game. So I'm wondering if you can do like you and I are playing um it takes two right now. And like, I, I guess I uh -huh. just have like games that are about relationships on the brain. Cause I'm also thinking about Haven, which is like another like popular game. But no where it's, no like, a one's couple. built a game that is about two characters at odds the whole time. Right. Like every time people do co-op like story games, it's always about like the, the idea of those characters growing either together or apart, but you're constantly working together mm -hmm. through the course of the game. Oh, wait. What I you want to create is a game that is like that, uh -huh. except it is round after round going against each other. Wait a second. Wait a second. I guess I have the best reference for this. Have you ever seen the music video for Genghis Kong? I get a little bit Genghis Kong. That yeah, one. yeah. Have you ever seen the music video for that? No. It's exactly what you and I are talking about right now. It's it's as if they took the James Bond character, but there was just this just mad sexual tension between them and the person that has them on like the on like the laser chair that's going to cut them in half. And it's like and it's just this whole like as the as the story evolves, it's just like them falling in love and it's just like so weird that they took that angle, but it's also like super fun. I'm wondering that's if a very you could fun take, angle. I wonder if you could take a similar angle with this where it's just like each time you load in, it's like it's it's the story about these two characters that are like trying to fuck with one another or sorry, one of them's trying to do the job 
and then our saboteur is just fucking with them, and then it's just like a story of those two people like the saboteur is also trying to do their job. I don't think it's so much of like evil spy versus like sabotaging spy. I think it's a story about like John Wick versus um, Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> they're both they're both on a mission. They yeah. just happen to be like for the same goals. Just uh-huh. for different agencies. Mm-hmm. I think this is kind of also the story of Mr. and Mrs. Smith, if I remember that movie at all correctly. Yeah, where it's like two spies that were like, I guess, married to each other because it was an undercover thing. But then the moment they yeah. found out that they were from opposing agencies, then they truly fell in love, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Know, that but, movie's but a little the, bit great. The idea was that they were two different agencies that were getting mm. the same missions that they were then competing mm. over. Okay, how do we lean in? So is the so other So you ones... load into a mission and it, and it's um well do we, at, do we look at it this way where it's like the opposing agencies are are for different reasons like one agency is like MI6 where it is like a legit spy organization while the other one maybe let's say is an underground thing where it's they're not like a full like official organization but they are doing something like to either rebel or you know uh, like uh, try, uh, trying to do sabotage because they're trying to fuck with people that the spy person is trying to steal from. It's not that yeah, they are. I see what you mean. Like, like it's one is one is mm-hmm. one is sanctioned by the government. The other is a group of ragtag uh, ex criminals trying to do good in the world. Yes, and I think it's not necessarily that they have different belief systems or like they're coming at it from like different angles it's just like their targets are the same just for different reasons like the okay spy... then here's the thing yeah. here's the thing i want to nail out and then we'll put a pin in it and move on uh-huh who does Wee herman work for who does tom clancy work for uh i mean like i i feel like we kind of nailed that out like one is met is quote the government and the other one is like a guerrilla faction uh-huh so which is which which oh, one is the guy feel, character and which like, one is our Tom Clancy? I feel like we should just lean into those tropes of like, okay, if it's a company man, like they are like straight edged, wears a suit, very like, you know, just like straight faced sort of character. And then our gorilla guy is like some is just like has that ragtag rebel energy. I feel like if you just That's lean into those our, tropes. Our what about Bob is employed by the ex group of ragtag uh, criminals and mm-hmm. our I'm running out of spies. Um, who the 007. Tom Hanks? Uh, who the hell is the guy? I already referenced 007. Who's the guy in Mission Impossible? Do we know his name? Uh, no, Jason Bourne. So we got Jason Bourne working for the government, <laughs> and we've got What About Bob working for the ex-criminal organization. I think that's all the spy movies I'm going to be able to reference, so I want to put a pin in this and move on. Yeah, actually, you know what would also be like? I, I want to move on, but I, I don't. Do you know The Man from Uncle? Like that TV series slash movie? This is a lot no. like that, but just like it's not opposing government. It's like it's it was like a TV series back in the 60s or 70s where it's like you have one spy from America and another spy from Russia and they come together and they're like best friends, but also like, you know, rivals. And they all they have this. They both love this one woman. It's it was like Cold War era like TV, um, but it's something similar to that. But whatever we well, let's put a pin in this. Um, oh, it's my turn to do a submission. Let me. um unmask myself so I can look at my phone. <laughs> Nobody cared who I Much was. Much like Akashi, you have mask. revealed your second eyeball and you've become even more powerful. You can hey, now I- do you can now copy and clone anybody else's cool techniques. Actually, AJ, you I'm can- Kakashi. I'm Kakashi before he like had to kill his best friend and take his Sharingan. AJ Oh, so uh, you're just like a boring guy that always has both of his eyeballs out. I mean, yeah, I have both my eyeballs out right now, but like I, you know, AJ, I got to take that Sharingan from you one day and then you're going to come back and like, because doesn't that guy come back and want to kill Kakashi so he can get his eye back or something? I'm not going to give late game Naruto spoilers, <laughs> all right? It's been out forever. We're, we are literally in the next generation of Naruto. Spoiler territory is Look. out the door. 
We're in Boruto Town now. In good conscience, spoil <laughs> the the late game moments of Naruto on our comedy you, podcast. Hey, legit, legit. If you're thinking about watching Naruto, just watch the tuning exams. That's all you need to watch. That's the that's that's the best content of Naruto. No, the Great Ninja War arc fucking rips. What do you mean? That's all you need to watch. Nah, man. You just you could read this plot summary like I did on Wikipedia. <laughs> You don't need anything else. You just need to if watch so, Rock Lee drop looking, his weights, and that's it. <laughs> okay, look. If somebody's looking for like a shortened version of the story of Naruto, sit down and play the Naruto Ninja Storm games because those, oh, those games rip. Wait, those wait to bring it back to video ass. games. I don't know why, but they really sat down and they said, "Let's make the coolest versions of Naruto possible." And the moments in that game are so good. In mm-hmm, one of mm-hmm. them, you're at like you're doing one of the reunion fights between Naruto and Sasuke because they're homoerotic rival characters. <laughs> And, like, as you're doing the fight, the game will randomly flash in the middle of the fight, and your character will change from being, like, you'll be fighting as, like, a grown adult Naruto. The Mm -hmm. screen will flash, and you will then be controlling little boy Naruto as you're Mm -hmm, fighting mm -hmm. Sasuke. It's so dope. Those games rule, and I don't know why they decided to do that. So, okay, so actually leaning into, because I feel like you and I have a theme this week of just homoerotic rivals. I want to pitch you a new game. So, okay. this will come to us. This summer is going to be hot intro. Oh, man, I cut it off. At Dust in Your Eyes, a parkour stealth game centered around not getting noticed or caught while vandalizing various world landmarks with comically oversized googly eyes. AJ, this is Banksy versus a private investigator or some sort of investigator while it, it trying to nail down who Banksy is. So, Banksy is going around. It's, a, and it's Banksy doing, versus, like a, versus a city organizer. Yes, exactly. So I'm wondering if we can do this sort of like, oh, fuck. You know what actually this is, basically? This is fucking Brink, because, like, the whole the whole concept of Brink was it was like you had these underground, like, rebels trying to get off of this island, and they basically decided to do free running as a way of taking on the police. And rather than the police being like, you know, oh fuck, we we can't take these guys out. The police were like, oh, I guess we got a free run now, and with, it just became this fucking free running gunfighting game, and it was so what a fucking... cool game. It's a what shame is... that game was an utter flop because I really yeah. did enjoy playing that. The fucking the world building of that game was super fun, and like the concept the of art style was yeah. so fun too. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it was like that just sweet like bold line comic booky sort of vibe, and everything. It's just like the and textures like, of the it proportions really cool. on all the characters were yeah. so long oh, yeah. and like stretched and cartoony. Oh uh, man, yeah, oh yeah. Brink, a game that if it had matchmaking, we would be in a different timeline. How weird that they didn't do that, right? Isn't that just like it was so fucking perfect? And, like, it felt like yeah. it could have been how Titanfall is now, where it's just, like, a bunch of people shooting guns, free-running, and like just trying to like beat the crap out of Like, it has, some sort of, like, cult following that people really still adore. Yeah. The yeah, problem with totally. Brink was, of course, that it didn't... Because it was launched without matchmaking, this game was a complete failure. Yeah, absolutely. Totally, absolutely. So, coming, coming back to what we're talking about, though, is we have our Banksy character who mirrors edge style we have this open world with a big city and you are given like jobs so being like okay you're gonna go put this you're gonna go do this piece of art um on this bank building and it's supposed to like basically be a as banksy does it it's like some sort of you know critiquing on whatever's going on in culture right now um then you have this police officer or this city investigator maybe we lean away towards police because i'm just like i feel like yeah anything, I, I want it to be a anything. city planner yeah. just somebody okay. that like has been like they're the the city has come to them and been like, hey, we're looking to expand our town. We're mm-hmm. looking to, like, enhance our, like, art. We're looking to do some, Wait like, a second. What if... Uh, paid let me just, art. Let me throw a curveball at you. Let me throw a curveball at you. What if this is, like, we go away, uh, just completely lean away from, like, authoritarian figures, like a people of power. What if, like, if I'm picturing Banksy... Um, what if I'm the what if I'm the person who designed the building that he tagged up? What if like I designed this building that I'm okay, so fucking yeah. proud of that I'm so like this was my art and this person thinks they can make my art better by putting their fucking spray paint yeah, on it? Yeah, this you, you know? made this incredible art thing and then this guy came around and he was like, "Check this out. It's the yeah. Statue of Liberty, except now it's got a big butt and a gun." <laughs> And it's smoking two cigars. And it's got a gold tooth and all this. Does that say something about you, America? Wake the fuck up, sheep. 
<laughs> Wait the fuck up, samurai. We got a fucking city to burn. That has that energy to me. Um, <laughs> fucking Keanu Reeves is like the Banksy of this world. Um, <laughs> so, but you see what I'm cooking there where it's like, it's this, con- it's this, this, I feel like it could definitely lean into that conversation of like, you know, there's, again, for some reason, there's still this conversation of like, is graffiti art? And like, for some people it is, but for some, uh, for others, it's just like, no, it's just like, it's just like fucking, it was done by the street. So how can it be art? Yeah. But okay. Here. Okay. What does the game actually play like though? And I think that you have something cool with the, like throwing in like the movement system from Brink or from Mirror's Edge maybe would feel a little bit nicer, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. I kind of want to do maybe it's like a push and pull or maybe like a collectathon thing. I'm trying to imagine how do we actually build this competition? And my immediate so, go-to is mm-hmm. a game like Jet Set Radio or Tony Hawk, a game mm-hmm. both which Jet Set Radio is a collectathon game, if I understand it correctly. It's a game that I've only gotten through the music, really. Mm-hmm. But can we do this as a collectathon where maybe the characters have to run around? Th- uh, Pac-Man, maybe the characters have to run around. And they grab little pellets or little little MacGuffins. Mm-hmm. And then when they get those MacGuffins, they can come to a big spot and deposit them. Uh, for well, the how, spray painter, maybe how, they're running around mm-hmm. gathering up spray paint, and they get to a zone, and they can spray paint up That's like, exactly. you they know, get some sort of Banksy piece of to... art. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and then they go ahead and do like a big McDonald's, except it's wearing a big crown on it, and they're like, Look, who's the real ruler underneath mm-hmm. it in text? Like, so like... <laughs> Just like some like t- hardcore low concept anti capitalist stuff, like they're right, but like like the idea that this person's putting it up there, like this will fucking wake people up. Now they'll understand the real reality of it. McDonald's is president. No, actually, AJ, this is how we this is how we make this game all the more interesting. Is that when you get into the point where you can graffiti something, like you've collected enough, you know, MacGuffins, like enough spray paint cans or, you know, whatever to do your, your, your heist or your, your spray painting thing. Um, it goes into a mini game where you can actually draw what you want. So like that way it becomes way more personable where it's not like, you're, okay, you, yeah, you, yeah, you can, you can post up whatever hey, Blake, the fuck you want. You know, you people want. are just going to put dicks on the wall, right? Bro. Like that's that's the number one way to get a person invested. It's gonna like, look I, like Michael. <laughs> it's gonna look like the great artist Michelangelo was in this game with how many dicks are on the walls and no, ceilings. You know, it's, you know it's gonna be so funny. We release the trailer and it's gonna like show all of these beautiful pieces of art we've made in studio. And then it's then we're gonna go, then somebody's gonna do their like day one like gameplay release and it's just they're strolling through town. It's just nothing but buildings covered in dicks, like poorly drawn, like just penises. <laughs> and it's just like it just looks like it was like it was like definitely one of those trailers like where it's like they definitely did some you know some some touch-ups to make it look better than it really is in game um and so our (laughs) other player is running around trying to grab like like mega soap and water and those collectibles are used to clean up the uh walls after the spray painter hit them I guess it plays a little bit like Splatoon. I'm not entirely certain how we can make our city planner claim a location. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering, okay, let's just kind of go into, let's like look at Rockstar. Because I think they do really good like open world sort of like multiplayer games. What if this was like GTA Online, just as an example? Just increase the scope. Okay, bigger, bigger, bigger just increase the scope where it's like a bigger like let's say this is this is like our version of los angeles this is like neo los angeles where it's just it's uh very i i guess we could go like the mirror's edge sort of aesthetic where everything's very stark white that way it would make all the art pop and it would give like a note of like a reason for this art to exist um so i'm wondering if we could do a thing where this is like a an open world where it's not just two people. Like, it's not just two opposing people. There are two different factions. So you have the the Banksy group, where it's just a bunch of people trying to do graffiti. And I'm wondering if, going back to GTA, it's powered by... I've never played GTA Online. I just kind of got it through osmosis. 
It's you can get it's, together with your friends and do heists. So I'm wondering if you can do pr- like hits or like graffiti hits by yourself. But the more people you have in your group, mm-hmm. the bigger piece of art you can make and more of an impact. I think on the I'm city. more interested in just the one-on-one dick butt and dick butt erasure <laughs> game than I am just like grand scale constant Splatoon. <laughs> okay, so okay, so how does that? Is that just something where? Could, could you do a thing where it is this is like i guess what i'm trying to figure out is, is this online or is this couch co-op like this is something where you and i purposely need to log into I, this game at the same time you need to purposefully log into this game at the same time maybe maybe mm-hmm. it isn't like a maybe it's like a matchmaking game and we take a take a straw from uh the first titanfall game and i guess honestly to wrap it around the first brink I say yeah. first, like we're ever going to get a brink too, no. where the game <laughs> is set up in a way where when you launch the game, it will be matchmaking, but you will be doing levels in chronological order. This was mm. how the first Titanfall did it. So you would do level one against another player. You would go through, there'd be a winner and a loser, and then you would play level two and level mm. two would go through and you'd have a winner and a loser and so on and so forth. This mm-hmm. would probably only be like maybe a six-hour game tops mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of this little collectathon. Maybe it's like a collectathon and hide and seek game where the the painter can run around. They collect enough spray cans and they then go and they paint something, but they're hiding where they want to paint it. The mm-hmm. street cleaner then has to run around and find it and erase it. Mm-hmm. Could could this? I wonder if we could do some sort of like hunt showdown thing where like both parties don't necessarily know where the end goal is and they have to do a bunch of like like little tracking to get to that point so like i know you haven't played hunt but what you got to do is is to fight the big monster that everybody there's that everybody else on the server is there to hunt you have to get to certain locations that tend to have their own mini bosses that you have to kill. And then you can like scan this little nest or these footsteps or whatever. That'll take you one step closer to where you want to go. So I'm thinking like as a, as the street cleaner or whatever, or the architect or whatever faction we decide to go with there, they are following clues to when the next like graffiti hits going to be. And I guess, I guess, but then what is the street cleaner going to do if they arrive at that location before the, um, before the other people, I guess uh, they can put a fresh coat of paint on it. If the paint, if the city planner gets there before the, uh, before the spray painter, they can throw up their own fresh coat of white paint. And then Mm -hmm. it's a wet wall and you can't paint on a wet wall. I don't think, I I don't know how spray paint works, but I imagine if it's wet paint, you you totally can spray paint over a wet wall. It'll just like be a little bit in this world. You can't because Mm. we need to make sure that our city planner has a way to beat our spray painter to the objectives. Mm. Well, I was wondering if you can actually go into, and this might lean a little bit too much into Splatoon, but I'm wondering what would happen if you introduced an element of combat to this game? Where there is like, and not talking no, like your they're armed pacifists. With guns or There's no violence. <laughs> well, I'm wondering you could do something where it is me. I, I I'm trying to figure out like how you can make this game. It's fun to play both parties because right now I bet you it feels more fun to play the graffiti artist than it is to play because the, you could draw dick. Street. But other than that, it was <laughs> it is the same game. <laughs> No, I mean you can't draw dick butt. Like, I'm I'm trying to figure out like how we can do this to where would this be more fun if it was opposing street artists trying to get to the same location and there are AI running around the city trying to catch you? Would it be more fun because there's still the competition element there? Um, and, okay, you know that way. So it's you're like two it's... graffiti artists competing for the same little collectibles. You use those mm-hmm. collectibles to then spray paint on objectives that are thrown out randomly in the game. Yes, so and the you, push and pull it, is you're running around the city trying to collect everything. the The hit pops up, and whoever is closer or a better like runner is going to get there first. 
Yes, and how you know how you collect the points? Um, you t- fucking super lean into the flow aspect of parkour. So the bigger chains of tricks you pull off and the bigger flow that you have while doing your parkour, the more like energy you build up. So it'll like it'll basically spawn little paint cans as you go down various like pathways and like or you combine but a the wall more run combos with a you can chain. hit, much yes. like um, what was that game? Sunset Overdrive. The yes. more combos you're able to hit, the faster your character is going to be running and moving. Yes, exactly, and, and that way, so we that have way a you, skill, mm. so that a skilled player can close that gap to the objective faster than an unskilled player, even if the gaps are like different size. I love that. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So basically, and I'm wondering if you can do a thing where, like, okay, the fir- you're the person you're opposing, um, you know, is be- they could be interrupted by the city planners or whoever's trying to like stop you from doing this shit. They get caught up and the other person is able to get forward and get enough paint to do the first location. I think then somewhere on the map, like Battle Royale style, they are just being like, oh, this is where the new location you got to go to is. So like this game isn't just competing for the one spray paint to spot. It's, or one it's spot to competing spray paint. for points over the course of the 15 minute match. Yes. Yeah, that rules. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. And I, Let's put a pin in this, this like... and give another game. Okay. All right. You got another game for me? Of course I do. This comes from Eddie Feely at Eddie419, a game that Mm -hmm. starts as an open world game, but you need to actively make it more linear. Oh, okay. I that immediately screams destruction to me. (laughs) Like you gotta scream destruction to me. What I'm imagining Mm -hmm. is a game that like you know how like the the first part of Fallout was it Fallout three, you're given a mission very early on of a small town. Um, it's not a small town. It's a big town that just has a big nuclear uh, bomb in the center of it. And about four hours into the game, you're given a mission by some rich guy that says, hey, set that bomb off because I'm evil and rich. And it's very you do, Fallout 3-esque. If you, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so if you do that, you lose access to all of the missions in that game. Mm-hmm. Or in that town, oh, because everyone in it died okay. because you set off a nuclear bomb in it. So, what if we could set up a game that is <sighs> like that? A game that is open world and has like a million different little missions that you can do. But if you find the big missions, you can just get rid of all of those, all of those stupid little tiny missions that no one cares about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it, I guess like the end goal is I, what that immediately tells me is we have a character that just doesn't want to fucking do anything. And their whole goal is it's like very, very much like a actually, you no, know, Travis touchdowns kind of motivated. He definitely wants to be the number one assassin. Um, but you have just I'm imagining this... a game that's a little bit more like you are the chosen one and everyone knows that you're the chosen one. So they have a um... million requests for you. And you're like, no, 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 no. I'm the chosen one. I'm just here to, like, kill the demon king and then get out because this Uh sucks. I hate it here. Please Uh stop asking me to go round up your chickens for you. I I feel it would be funnier to have a reluctant chosen one because it'd be like knowing this character who's like, I don't – I am the chosen one. I acknowledge that. But – I don't fucking feel like doing it, dude. I don't give a shit. <laughs> so it basically, they try, like, one of my favorite tropes is, like, characters who are, like, you know, considered lazy, but they go through more effort to avoid shit than, than the work. Okay, it would yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. It would actually cost to just do that shit. So it, I'm wondering if you, this is a story about a character who's, like, at the beginning of the game, you are given every side quest, everything up front. And it, your goal is, it, and if you do any of these side quests, you actually, I guess it negatively impacts your game. So it'll be, I wonder if there's like a feeling of you complete a side quest and two more spawn in its place. So it's just this feeling of like, it yes. is un, it okay, is yes. Here's what it is. Mm-hmm. You are the chosen one. I love this idea of you are given like a million quests right off the beginning. And if you do mm-hmm. one of those quests and you do the wrong quest, more quests come up. So think of it oh. as in like you have a million quests. You see one of these quests, recover a knife for so-and-so. And you're like, mm-hmm. all right, let me just go grab that one. Let's start at the top of the list and, you know, knock our way down. You rec- mm-hmm. you you get that knife back and you return it to the owner. You then get three quests afterwards. There's Ooh. been a murder with a knife. Find a victim. So-and-so needs their knife sharpened. 
and so and so lost their knife again it needs to be found like you get those three quests and you're just like mm-hmm. oh my god this sucks you know what but this would work as this here's, feels like... here's where the catch is okay go ahead there will be some missions in this thing where if you do that one mission, it will knock out a bunch of quests. Yes. So you just example, don't know maybe, which ones those maybe, are. <laughs> you just don't know which ones those are. Maybe there's like eight <laughs> missions. There's eight missions in your village about people that are like, I lost this and I can't mm-hmm. find this. And oh. all my chickens got away and I need help gathering the sheep. But then oh. you find there's one mission. There's one mission where there's this guy that's like, hey. I'm a dog breeder. I need you to deliver a dog to our village so that I can breed my breed my cool shepherd dog and get shepherd mm. dog puppies. And mm. if you do that mission, then like eight dogs will spawn in your village and those are herding dogs which will help people find things they lost. They'll help keep the animals uh. in check. And like you see like 25 quests that you would have had to do are all knocked out by the dogs that you've spawned in okay you i like this butterfly effect town. of like slowly maneuvering it down that way you can kind of figure out what the fuck you were meant to do you know what this feels like like story wise i think how this would work is is like what would happen if you teleported into a into skyrim like two-thirds of the way through the game so it'll be like mm-hmm. but you have no memory of ev- of those previous two-thirds so it's like you, your main character lost their memory or something like that, and they just suddenly wake up and they're like, I have a heavy pocketbook full of like things that they had on their docket. They don't remember what their core <laughs> quest. They don't. Re- that, well, that way it, it would explain like they don't remember what their core quest is. So it's like it's them trying to go do all of these little things to figure out what the what they were up to before they lost their memory. And that's kind of how the mm-hmm. story goes. Cause it's like, I guess when you're trying to trace your tracks, you, you got to like cut off all of the chafe, which is the side quests to get back to like, Oh, you know, like you were mentioning fighting the demon King or whatever. It's like, Oh, that's what I got to get back to. But there are so many quests in that little like sub menu that you literally have no idea what the next step in the quest is. Cause any one of them could be it. So you got to like, okay, fuck what, you kind of have to look at these things and try and just guesstimate, like, um, through trial and error, obviously, like, what quest will knock a bunch of them out for you. And then yes. it's just, like, this game of, like, give and take of, like, okay, that quest, obvious, that quest and obviously spawned three more things. it's not just, like, through trial and error. I think there's also a lot of logic to it, right? Like, of mm-hmm. course, the getting, a, like, a shepherd dog in town would fix all of the shepherd quest problems. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, you know what also you know what also would kind of help you nail it down is like all of the quests are divided or like into little smaller sections um, by city. So like these are all the yes. quests that take place in this city so that way you can kind of look at a group of things and be like okay, which one of these would most likely fix the rest of them? And that but way then you, you can notice kind of be- like one or two villages have a quest line of like like you were like hey this person needs to help establishing a trade route and then you notice mm-hmm. that like if you do that quest then like forty delivery quests will be taken care of because there's oh, a deliver there's like a yeah. trade route built now yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Totally, totally I think totally. I think that this game this game is like equal parts run around and talk to people and there will be a combat system because I think that there will still need to be a combat system but mm-hmm. the majority of this game is sitting down looking at folders after folders after folders logs after logs after logs trying to find out how things connect so that you can create a big combo of quests to all proc each other all all while trying to like find out more about yourself so like that motivates Mm -hmm. like going to different towns and like talking to people and being like and then everybody's fucking cryptic with you obviously like yeah i can tell you a little bit more about yourself but you have to solve all these problems around town what if you know (laughs) what if we took the angle that like isekais do right like i died and got reincarnated (laughs) as the hero of legend but they were distracted by all the side quests (laughs) And then they just basically out of the gate, like, oh, you're the hero of legend. Here's like a fucking book of everything I need done that only you, the yes. chosen one, can do. Um, you open the book and it's like, uh, collect all of these sheep. And be like, really? I You had to leave that for the chosen one? The chosen one of time? The chosen hero of time has to go collect all of your goddamn sheep. This can be done by, like, a shepherd. Y'all, I can just hire a shepherd for you. Does the town not have a shepherd? Fire the shepherd. He sucks shit. 
you know, it'd be so fucking funny too. Just a really lean into that overwhelming nature of this game because like i don't know about you but when i'm playing like a fallout like a fallout game and like i just go into a city and i suddenly everybody i talk to just gives me a new quest like throughout dialogue trees it spawns new quests so it'll be like you like just going back to what you were just saying where it's like um oh like you're talking to somebody and like every two lines that like a little notification will pop up so and so quest available so and so quest available no more more over this more over this so it'll be like depending on what you say in the dialogue it could just spawn a new quest so it'll be like yes the person just lets you know like yeah we have all of our sheep and if you respond with like i could have fucking hired a shepherd to do that and then a new quest comes up hire a shepherd <laughs> and just like <laughs> just, just dumb shit like that it just it's just overwhelmingly pointless shit that can be done if you wanted to do it but it's like it's so fucking unneeded like you can do some quest that just solves all of these damn problems that way you can get mm-hmm. back to what you're doing like you're there in the town to find out about like okay find out about yourself or find out about like why you're do I have there this to find out about yourself? You you have a shadow medallion in your inventory mm-hmm. and you're like mm-hmm. I need to find someone to tell me about the shadow medallion. Yeah. And like you go into the town because this is your lead for the shadow medallion, but then you get into the town and they're like the the town shopkeep has 18 cursed items that need to be mm-hmm. handled. And you're like, "Ah, jeez." You know what this feels a lot like? Um I and I'm only going off of like the trailers and like the the behind the scenes stuff they talk about, but this feels a lot like Deathloop where it's like you kind of have to figure out how all of the pieces fit together. That way you can yes. com- successfully do the run. Cause like with I for those that what, don't know. Oh, go ahead. I, I think at its core, what this game is, is we want to find a way around all of the pointless side quests of games like horizon or assassin's creed nowadays or Skyrim. Mm-hmm. Like this or game, fucking, this what's is that a one game, game where like, the samurai game that Ghost of Tsushima were all the side quests. Ghost of, kind of well, Ghost of Tsushima didn't. Yeah, Ghost of Tsushima had a lot of pointless side quests, though there weren't an overwhelming number of them. Admittedly, really, they oh, were really. All I, thought, almost, I thought it was chock they, full of them. No, nah, there, nah, they. It didn't feel overwhelming. There were mm-hmm. a lot of garbage quests, though. A lot of shit that you didn't need to do because it was like there's a ghost of demons down the hill, and you think to yourself, "Oh, fuck yeah, some demons." And then you get down there, and there's like four bandits, so you kill them super quick. And then you have to walk all the way back up to talk to the dude. In the I was boat expecting house. demons, like Sekiro. I was ex- I was hoping for demons. <laughs> that could be um, fun, actually. Th- no, wait, why don't, wait, no, wait, why don't we lean into that? that? This is a this is the reverse of the. This is a character trying to destroy the Ubisoftification of open world games. Well, you don't if, care about all of these points of interest. You would only it care about the ones that are going to, to push that, your though. story forward wait no hold on a second wouldn't it be would it be funnier to constantly offer side quests that sound great on paper so like if we lean into that ghost of tsushima thing of like there are some demons down down by the river and then you show up and it's just a pointless fucking side quest so i'm wondering if like uh, if you look at all these side quests in your immediate reactions like if i'm booting up this game and i have like all of these side quests that have really fucking cool descriptors you know like fight these demons like go slay the go slay the fire thing over and over yonder or like go uh, grab the last of the of the shadow jewels to you know uh, to gain visions of the future or something. Just stuff that, like, immediately grabs your attention. Like, whoa, that's awesome! And then you find out all this shit is just poetic bullshit prose to explain very dumb things. Like, go team it. the... Yeah, go ahead. So what it is, is we have our system in place where, like, if you do the right quests, then they will knock out quests that you don't need to do. I think that there's a follow-up. There will be some quests that all have quest lines, And some Mm -hmm. of those quest lines will end in something. So for the example of, like, there are demons somewhere that need to be killed. There's, like, a quest line that, like, actual quest line is stuff like meet a farmer, help him grow his fields, uh, help him investigate why some things have gone missing, help him Mm -hmm. investigate the bandits that are stealing uh, his food. There are demons out there. We need to go take care of those demons. That's the full quest line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. there's like 18 different quest lines like that, and his is the only one that ends with there are actual bona fide demons that need to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. And so let's let's start from the beginning. Like you get a quest somewhere in the thing of establish or like hire on a town's guard. 
And if you do that quest, then it's going to mm. knock down a bunch of those quests for you. But then quests will pop up and there will be one specialty quest that says hunt the demons. And because you like set up trade routes so the farmers aren't necessarily needed or the farmers are already taken care of, you've hired a town's guard so that they can investigate when things go missing anyway. You've automatically knocked out all the quests that would normally need to be uh-huh. done before go kill the demons. So and is so there... now there, uh-huh. there's 600 quests that are loaded into the game automatically. There's 100 Oof. quests of you, the player, actually doing anything. Mm-hmm. Those quests can't be missed because they will be forwarded to you specifically and they will say, we need the hero of time to take care of the demons. Mm-hmm interesting okay i i like this i'm feeling pretty good about it i think we need to decide on our nug though because we're getting towards the end of the episode all right so what are you feeling because i'm thinking it's either this one or i'm also really like hyped about our graffiti game i think i want it to be this game just because i think i love the idea of our name of our of just like absolutely overloading (laughs) yeah i think i want to do like an absolutely overloading name See, what's crazy is when I first saw the submission and I thought of a game that, like, the whole purpose is to remove things from the world so that it's a linear game. Mm-hmm. I thought of a game that I thought was like that, like, ten years ago, which was the game The World Ends With You. Which, that's not what that game is about at all. Yeah. But the, the <laughs> sentence The World Ends With You is what I imagined it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But what can we create as our incredibly long name that we don't need for this game? Is it as oh. simple as I was reincarnated as the hero of time and now I need to get... I was reincarnated as the hero of rhyme, but the last one was too distracted with all the side quests? Do we take a name <laughs> like that? Um, I was reincarnated into a side quest adventure. Isekai... Here, I'm gonna look up some isekai anime names. Yeah, look up some. Get up some. Look up some. Oh, dude, there's there's the isekai name generators. Wait a second, there's isekai name generators. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got I gotta fucking look at this because this sounds super fun. Okay, hold on. I I I somebody on Reddit. Thank you, uh, Volpolo from uh from Reddit. Uh, <laughs> uh, two wishes left. I always wished for Gilbert Godfrey, but but the, but the genie gave me a smartphone instead. Um, I was summoned. I was summoned Stop. as a dog I, while I was watching Spider Man Two, and my main goal is to return to return feminism to the world. Question uh, <laughs> mark. So it seems like we need to like do the opening thing, and then like, uh, hold on a second. I died while reading an isekai novel and was re- reincarnated as a sentient crown in a world where character development doesn't exist. Wow, these names are just fucking wild. Okay, so I think the reincarnated thing, I died and got reincarnated as... Uh, what if we did... Hold on, I, I'm working out something. I'm typing it all up right now. Let me, yeah. And then I'll ask you how it hits you when I'm done with it. Okay, sounds good. Okay. How do we feel about, I was summoned as the replacement chosen hero, but the last one was too distracted by the side quests. Or perhaps because <laughs> the last one was too distracted by the side quests. Um, <laughs> I right, love let, me, this, let me hit you with that I, one again. I was summoned as the replacement chosen hero because the last one was too distracted by the side quests. Okay, I... <laughs> Oh god, we're gonna piss off some people if we have such a long fucking name. No, 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 because because the name for this episode on the podcast catcher will just be the acronym for it. Oh, I W S A T R C H B T L O W T D B T S Q. All right, quickly, what is that in one word? I'd have to type that up. Hold on, type type it up. We got the power editing, boyo. Also, I'm seeing, uh, I'm looking at a, a, ta- a list of the best isekai ever, and I'm seeing that the saga, the saga of Tanya the Evil, is like number four on that list. And I, I don't know. Isn't that the one where they get reincarnated as a Nazi? Yeah, that's the one where she gets reincarnated as a little Nazi girl. <laughs> and then also, so the name of this game, by the way, to not the name of this game is going to be. I was Oh wow! I can't even deal with the pronunciation of that one. Um, you know what? Let me just copy it and I'll drop it in chat really quick. All right, like, so I've dropped oh, the name in chat. God. Can you go ahead and hit me with oh, that? 
There's that many words in this title? Yeah, I was summoned as the replacement hero, but the last one got too distracted by all the side quests. Oh, God. It looks like you keyboard smashed. <laughs> Poor fucking... What the fuck? Um, you want search to... Can't say that. Can't so that's say that our game. All. Are we really happy with it? I'm 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 happy with it. Is there boss fights in this, or is this like just kind of is what it is? I think it is what it is. I don't know if there's boss fights for yeah, something I, like I, this game. <laughs> well, there are boss fights because, as I mentioned, there are 600, maybe 700, maybe even 800 actual quests. You know what? If, we're, uh -huh. if they're like half of them are fetch quests anyway, and like trade route things, like we can go ahead and load it up with 1,000 quests in this oh, game. Fuck. I looked it up. Skyrim has 279, so we can beat that. 279 so, quests? Holy shit! Yeah, in and Skyrim. All... Yeah, that's okay. it. That's nothing. That's our that's game so has 1,000 quests. quests. That's so many fucking quests. Okay. Um, Ours has 1,000 quests. Of course, though, they will all be built in on the back end of, like, you know, you only have to do a certain amount of them, and a lot of them will knock uh -huh. each other out, so you don't need to knock down all of the quests. But a lot of the game uh -huh. is just maintenance, finding uh -huh. out what quests you need to do when. Okay. And it's a game, but, dude. But, like I said, there will be about 100 actual quests. Things that mm -hmm. actually need to be taken care of by the Hero of Time. And mm -hmm. that is where we can find our boss fights. Okay, okay. I'm f I'm seeing one that I'm actually really fucking stoked for. So they sent us, like, a statue of a dragon made of, like, black and yellow fire. And it's called Guy Fjerdon. <laughs> so this is incredible. See, actually, Alex this suggests is... the protagonist okay, from the previous game. Oh, uh, our previous game was... Well, not even... Does it need to be the previous game we made? Or could the boss be the actual... Like, one of the bosses be the protagonist that you have been summoned to replace? Oh, like, they're the person... Maybe they're the person that summoned you to this world because they got fucking overwhelmed by all of these quests. The city... The city summoned a new hero. The old ah, hero was replaced. The ah. ancient wizards came together and they said, the old hero isn't doing the job. We need to mm -hmm. hire a new one. And so mm -hmm, they bring mm -hmm. you on. And mm -hmm. you're, a, like, you're an action hero that has now been, like, you know, you've been taking care of actual things. You're only doing the quests that are needed to be done by the hero. But then you meet the old hero, somebody mm -hmm. that was like a person of the people that did every side quest imaginable. Mm -hmm, and so mm -hmm. while they don't, while they didn't do the good side quests, they certainly did a shit ton of them. So mm -hmm. maybe, maybe the old hero is like a secret boss that you meet that just has like just an infinite amount of consumable items, right? Like mm -hmm, every time, mm -hmm. like you you meet the boss and you think to yourself. This will be an easy boss. Their health pool is so small. But then, mm -hmm. like, every, like, second attack that this boss does, they drink a health potion. Uh -huh. Then, like, you get through, like, the first phase of the boss, and then the boss is like, uh-oh, I'm really losing here. And so they mm -hmm. eat, like, 14 of those defense buff items. And so as oh. you go through this boss, the closer you get to, like, the, the health bar of the boss, at, because it's the old hero, it is very big because they are super strong. But as you get closer to lowering their life total, their defense keeps going up and up and up. It's like fighting Caterpie, even though it keeps on using Harden. You Ooh. will be able to kill it eventually, but it is going to be slow work. A bit, a it doesn't look like slow ass. work at first because you mm. watch the health bar just get chunked by you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, I'm dig dude, I'm digging it. I think, I think that's a game. All right, that's a game, baby. All right, dude. One more time. One more time for the people that don't remember. I deleted the name. Hold on, I didn't write it down. Uh oh. Um, the Ooh. name of the game. One Switch. last time. You know, I'll reverse engineer it from the acronym <laughs> that I sent you, Blake. Not just really quickly. Just call it its little uh, it, our, our quick name for it. It was Sarch I was summoned as the replacement hero. Is really what it is. Oh, that's a fun. Okay, I I feel like that's what you can put on the tin. I was summoned as a replacement hero. No, the tin we... has the whole name. Don't you dare <laughs> cut my art short. The tin has the whole name. Okay. Well, I'm talking about People like what the, the fuck are we gonna put on the top of the episode? Really? Do are we putting like oh, the, at, the, it was at the top of the episode? I'm putting the acronym. Yeah, the okay, acronym's okay. going in at the top of the episode. 
and people that's are gonna nug, look at baby. that and be like, "What the fuck? Did somebody like just fucking keyboard smash and that's it?" <laughs> All right, let's go to patch notes. Let's go to patch notes. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Patch Notes. Blake and I got two quick things that we want to mention today, and that is, first and foremost, we have a merch store now. And if you want to check that out, you can click the link in the description, and any merch that you purchase right now for the first month of it being live, all of that money is going to be donated to the Able Gamers charity. Blake and I won't be taking a profit on these, it's just that we want to go ahead and donate this money to a good cause. The yeah, and that's Able gonna be... Gamers Charity is a group that helps disabled people play video games because a lot of them need specialty controllers or specialty setups and this charity helps that because gaming is for everybody and this charity helps that. Hell yeah, and we're going to be doing that till the end of June. So if you want a shirt, a sticker, or a hat, jump on in. All of that money is going to be going to a good cause. As for our Patreon members, we are doing our game night this Saturday. We are going to be playing Gardic Phone, a free-to-play game. Um, so if you feel like you want to just jump in, hang out on voice call with us and the other lovely patrons, come check us out. We'll have a link in the description. It's only 2 bucks a month, and you get a bunch of other little extras. Thank you guys very much for checking us out this week. As always, our intro and outro is Cheap Shop by Anna Monaguchi, an excellent song from an excellent band for an excellent game. I've been your host, AJ Hart. And I have been your other host, Blake Rea. This has been Spiritual Successor, and these are cool games that should not be made.